commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grass Condack and you're listening to Core World News. Your holiday news service providing in-depth coverage of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to our coverage of day three of Star Wars Celebration. Now for your host, Ben Grant Adam, to share the news. Alright, uh, welcome everyone. Hope you've had a great Star Warsy weekend with your uh, Obi-Wan and all the news coming out of Star Wars Celebration. This is the final day of Star Wars Celebration, I'm pretty sure. And so we're uh, going to wrap up everything. Is this erroneous, Adam? Correction? No, wait, today's Sunday. No, you are correct. Okay. I, my brain's sick. My brain's fried. Already off to a great start. Yeah, coming straight out of the back to tank, we have Adam yeah. back uh, back on the scene. Um, I yeah. want to start with blue, you. It was the blue color back to juice, though. It wasn't like yeah. Yeah. clear. No, it wasn't that sterile. Yeah, it wasn't the super clear Anakin one. No, I got I got the I got the off market. <laughs> yeah, you know, you Rebels the had to buy it from a from, a from like a secondary yeah. source. You know, like that. That's uh, that's sometimes you got to do what you got to do. It's you know we're all yeah, doing yeah. our best here. Uh, Adam, I want to start with you because we haven't talked about this in any shape, uh, way, shape, or form. No. What did you think about Obi Wan episodes one and two? I know you listened to the podcast, so you know. What I we did, said. I did. Um, you know, I was fine. No, I'm kidding. I loved it. It was great. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I had some minor quibbles, and I guess, I guess we'll hit on some of those just because you all hit on what I love. But I want to talk about what I, what I loved about it first, real quick. I mean, it's everything I wanted. And it like it, you know how I talked about I all I wanted was like the first episode to be Obi Wan ponderously on Tatooine. Yeah. And they didn't quite give me that, but just the repetition of him to his job. Yeah, like that. Like those scenes were exactly what I wanted. Like just Cutting him the, just beating down. Mistakes for Zopi. Yep, he doesn't say a single word really at work. Like I just I I love that. Um, and that that those scenes did such a good job of showing what the last ten years have been for obi-wan and so i love kind of, that kind of brutal that he's like cutting meat too like the butcher yeah, yeah. he's a yeah. butcher the butcher yeah conveyor yeah. belt no and i love that thought of like he just like i think grant you had mentioned that like are they vegans we don't know but he takes a piece to his eop every day <laughs> it's just like such a jedi yeah. move yeah it's not for yeah. himself yeah so yeah. yeah. um i i just i want to shout out um kumail nanjiani i thought we were going to get a a like a much more sardonic kumail and yet they deployed kumail to the best way to possibly deploy kumail like <laughs> yeah. serious he had heart yeah. like that is a character i root for he's a good guy is he a good guy he's a bad you know like he's just a rogue right like he's 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 a han solo character and you get like all three acts of han solo in 20 minutes of that character which i which i loved <laughs> um i'm so he's glad he's kinda, not dead i like the like crystal gazer sort of like mind reader <laughs> of yeah. the star wars galaxy which is what kind of but it's also a con man and also you you don't know if you can trust him or not. He's actually a fascinating character. I, I related him to DJ when we were talking about him. Yeah, I like that a lot too. I think, I just, I think it's great. Um, uh, Flea, uh, I'm all about, <laughs> I'm all about Flea in my, in my stuff. I, he was very menacing. Uh, ben, you and I and Carly are on the same page. When Spectre spoke, we were all, we were all like, Flea? is that Flea? <laughs> and um, so here's my tinfoil hat. All right. So Flea, played the character Needles in Back to the Future 2 and 3, and Needles is referenced in Solo. <laughs> and so my theory is that this character, I can't think of his name, he also goes by Needles. 
And oh. so I think Han Solo is referencing needles. <laughs> and so there's a needle. So Flea plays needles, a character named Needles in two universes. That's incredible. <laughs> Jonathan Kasdan would be proud. Yeah. Um, and I, did you see the Willow trailer? Did you see that? I did. I am very We'll dive very into that at the end yeah. of this podcast. Yeah, that's a little bonus. We can talk yeah. about that as a bonus. Um, <laughs> all right. In terms of nitpicky, uh, real quick, uh, which I think this knocked it down from an A to an A minus. Like that's how like limited these these things are. Um, one, I don't know why grown adults cannot catch a 10 year old child. There were some, <laughs> it was, it was, it, it was Keystone cop level to me at, at moments where I'm like, this is weird. Like there's a moment where Obi-Wan is literally within two feet of her and like does the slowest grab I've ever seen on screen and misses her. Like it's, it was weird to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like really, I was just like, what's going on here? Um, he's not connected to the force. No, no, no. He may not be connected to the this force, the but Batman unless he's an eighty-year-old arthritic this is the Batman man, argument. he's not. He's not himself. He's not the true Batman. No, but yet. He's not. He's not anyone. He's not the this Jedi is not. Yet. This is not an Obi Wan slide. I would say it's against any <laughs> living human being who's not arthritic and eighty years old. Um, the other thing that I was talking with my wife about, and she kind of quote unquote fixed it for me, is I, there are some coincidences going on in the show that 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 kind of. Um, I was like a little weirded out by it. And the first that that Reva is on Tatooine, has no idea that Obi-Wan's on Tatooine, sets out a plan to capture him that doesn't have anything to do with her being on Tatooine. Does that make sense? So I'm like, yeah. it's it's weird. And then what Carly said to me is like, yeah, but like that scene at the beginning of Obi-Wan wasn't for you, Adam. <laughs> it's not for the person who consumes all Star Wars media. Because you had worked out in your brain, there's no way that they could find Obi-Wan and Tatooine because that would wreck continuity right. and wreck everything. And she's like, most people who like Star Wars and watch all these things probably don't didn't put that together and probably were sitting in that scene really stressed out that she was looking for Obi-Wan. That was the Jedi she so was you're looking saying for. Yeah. When, you work, when you work Reva's trap all the way back to Tatooine, they're there's really no proof that he's there. And they don't really – no one knows about the Owen and Baru connection. No. Like, so those are completely those two those two plot points are completely disparate and not connected at all. And that's what drove me nuts is that Reva was coincidentally on Tatooine following a different thing while also setting out a trap to Catch capture Obi Wan. So those two things did not connect right plot wise at all. But from a storytelling standpoint, and for people who are not like me, who's obsessive and like thinks about all these things, it's a great moment of like misdirect in storytelling right where you think she's going after obi-wan well if we're getting so, our um so like, actually if we're getting our um yeah. actually is out right now like i i don't know how this doesn't break canon in terms of the wanted like hollow poster that goes out and leia not just reading that in passing like seeing well, somewhere that was wild to me does does she never see one of those things and then like would she not pick up hunted. that it says obi-wan kenobi instead of ben well, I mean, but but people also up. call him Obi Wan Kenobi right in front of her, don't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah, so I don't she know. Knows. I think it's Ben for most of the episode. Does she I know, don't even know. know what an Obi Wan Kenobi is? Like, Kumail calls him Obi Wan in front yeah. of her, right? Because he read the sign, and Reva is yelling that name constantly in that last yeah. scene around her. <laughs> I mean, she right. knows. I think he does she send knows. Send her over to the cargo ship. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so and then how does that... She knows his name, but she doesn't know what an Obi-Wan Kenobi is. Like, she doesn't... When she is addressing him in A New Hope, it does sound like it's almost the first time she's sent a message to him. Like, and it's her father's friend, acquaintance more than hers, or at any Which point in time. I think it might be, like, so So we don't... Just, I have two possible workarounds for this. One, mind trick. Um, 
<laughs> yes, there's always yeah, the chance of a mind yeah, trick, yeah, right? That right. wipes that wipes out Leia's knowledge yes. of of Obi Wan. Um, yes, yes, the second yes. is that for Leia, this might be a weekend event in her life where her dad's friend came and helped her, versus knowing this friend had a deep connection to the father. So it's I, I, it's weird. It's almost more to me like if if I'm asking you to come into a battle to change the 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 galaxy. I might more say, hey, remember when you fought in a war with my father over galactic peace? I mean, this is why I need you, a, general, as defense. opposed to I don't know remember the time you came defense. into a drug den like, and kind of helped me. <laughs> I feel like it's it's a good defense, but it's not like it's not airtight because uh, at I mean, the same time, which would you not remember the person who saved you from pirates? Like, no, no I think she does. I, I don't think that's the reference. Point, never remember the time you saved me from pirates, like space pirates who brought me to a. Wait, does a world does they, with a CD under? You, are you talking about a New Hope right now? Yeah, 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 I'm behind. I don't think they are ever share the same space in the New Hope. No, but what what Ben's saying is the message that she leaves in the droids for Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, says, you served with my 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 my, my, father, my father in the Clone yeah, Wars. I think the mind trick might happen. I think you called it. Yeah, honestly, I think that I think might that's be a good like Men in Black. It's kind of I will say it's kind of a weird Men in Black device. But if, all right, I'm almost gonna be more okay. frustrated if they do that as opposed to just not caring. That's because kind of upsetting I think, story. That's an upsetting it, story. It does not bother me at all. Like my brain can. Yeah. My brain can bend to that pretty easily. That she's yeah. just more yeah. formal and talking about like calling on formalities, right? As a she's, as a lamp, she's, she's not going to be like, "Hey, it's Leia, what's up?" Like, mm -hmm. no, this is she's calling the call to action yeah. for Last Hope of the Galaxy. Can it's I also give you one more possible workaround? Okay. What we actually realize is that in that in a New Hope, she's speaking in code because Obi Wan had worked out a code language with her to use as to not get tricked again. Right, right to I get pulled I out of it. I think we're reading into this too much. I think it's yes. just uh, I young agree. Leia and Obi-Wan <laughs> on an adventure gallivanting. We're getting it, an obligatory praise for Ewan McGregor and like his acting, right? I mean, like it's astounding. It's almost like just a, this, just like a wonder that he exists scene, as. He and you were talking about the scene where he finds out that Anakin's still alive is like peak Ewan acting across so everything good. he's ever done yeah. it is amazing and and like like that man brought it and and like and he he's never really bad in anything but like oh man he this is just it brought real dread good. back into star wars yeah in a fun yeah way. um and you really felt this sort of like uh i guess the the, the threat from vader and yeah the past the horrors of the past Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so and, beautiful. And I might be alone here, but I felt like the uh, Inquisitorious was actually very threatening. I thought like compared to some of the recent antagonists we've gotten in like Star Wars live action and even in like anything, really, I thought Reva and um, and even the Grand Inquisitor were. Well, I mean, the Grand Inquisitor was kind of at felt like he was at, in third gear most of the time on their his hunt. But yeah, I don't know. Was Reva, like I thought, was a very threatening dark side character and antagonist. So I, I don't know. I thought that was pretty. Yeah, good. I yeah. agree. Oh. I, I like the Inquisitors in this quite a bit. I also will. I always will argue back to. I think Kylo Ren's reveal in Force Awakens is very yeah. menacing. I think what takes away from that is the rest of that movie and the two movies that follow, <laughs> right? But like, yes. but if you just yes. go back and watch that, I remember being in the theater when he is just like telling stormtroopers to kill a bunch of like, like that's right. like Darth. Think about this: Darth Vader. Like, we first time we see him, 
he's he's taking over a military starship, basically, right? Killing rebels. Yeah. Kylo Ren just kills a bunch of villagers, like yeah. complete innocence, right? Except for anyway. So so I think that worked. I think that was really menacing. But I agree, Grant. Like after that point, like once he takes off his mask and a couple other scenes, I'm like, oh yeah, he's no longer menacing to me, really. And we don't really have anything else in those in that in those movies that are very menacing. But yeah, I mean, a, a, like Hayden, eye acting. I mean, just it's the full yeah. Sith eyes was amazing. I was I was literally whatever. Also, will say I appreciate you bringing up uh, about the person, uh, the, our our fan on Discord, talk, Discord talking about the temple scene at the very beginning. I don't want to hit on that too much, but like that scene was really disturbing to me, and I could not put a finger on why I was so squirmy in my seat. And and in the moments, I was like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see Anakin <laughs> again killing kids. Like that's where my mind was going. And then I realized, no, current events. It was just really, and I, and also having a kid, it was very. I'm not saying they shouldn't have and done it. You're I a think, teacher I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I get why they did it. It's just it's one of those things I was talking to my wife. I'm like, man, that is just bad timing. I get why they did that from a storytelling standpoint. I don't think it was a wrong move storytelling, especially because I do think it's going to connect as you guys are talking about with Reva and other characters. But it was it was just I was just I've never felt so uncomfortable watching a Star Wars like really. I just really just I I really felt like shrinking into myself and I couldn't figure out why. So I appreciated our our listener commenting on that because it it helped me unpack it <laughs> a little bit and then I feel okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. That's a tough scene. That's always yeah. a tough area to explore in the mm-hmm. um, but the inquisitors largely came from the jedi temple and also uh, yeah. around the galaxy and you get that relationship in the show which is really like uh, unsettling the sort of like grand inquisitor talking to reva about how she's she's treat he treats her as like she's different from them like she's uh yeah she's, she has this sort of like aura this this you know, it's to me, it's just like she must he must be referring to her Jedi ways, like her past training as a Jedi is kind of what I'm. Yeah, something. So the kind of and, and Grant and Ben, you may have mentioned this, but there's kind of a leading theory is that she's one of those kids at the beginning. But I don't I don't know if that timeline tracks. Right. How old were those kids? Oh, that was a good point. I mean, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. if. She, yeah, I mean, maybe I mean, there was a 10 year old nine or 10. And so now they're 20. 20. I mean, she, as an actress, she's 30, but plenty of people play a lot younger. I think she could pass as 20. Okay. I'm not, I'm not again. I like it. I kind of hope that's where we're going, but it's just kind of like, I had that same thought. They were younglings, I think, before being Padawans. So that's, that got to be the, it's got to be like, what, five to like 15 or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I have to go back and rewatch. I love Grant's theory so much that they're furious at at Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Jedi Order for not rising up and helping them. And uh, and I don't know why else they would have shown that scene in the beginning unless they were going to tie it to right character. And who's to say she didn't do the legwork to find out he was on Tatooine? I mean, being this devoted to this hunt for for Obi Wan to to talk to him or either Yoda or anyone else who survived to yeah to basically grill them, you know, to be like why why did the order fall? It's your fault technically. I mean, you were sitting on that council. You let the Emperor, you know, take control. Here's yeah. the other thing. Um, if she finds out that he was on Tatooine sitting in a dirt pile watching <laughs> the child yeah. of a Jedi when there were actual Jedi, right. trained Jedi out in the universe, oh, no. out in the galaxy, that's going to be like – that's going to turn her Sith eyes. That's going to get her to the Sith eye moment where she is just full evil because that that will break you, right, to be like, wait, I was out there. You could have saved me. Why didn't you come for me? And all the rest, This this one child – who we don't even know might not be force sensitive. You were just sitting watching like you were so many people you could have saved. So anyway. Right. And how many Jedi yeah. have they already cap killed or captured 
that could have made a little resistance force that could have made like, you know, uh, musketeers or something, you know, like they could have, you, you'd think there would be some small fellowship of Jedi that would gather around this time to be like, yeah. we got to strike down the empire wherever they sprout up. Yeah. I mean, he could have started a, com- a Jedi commune on Tatooine or something. Well, I yeah. don't know. There's a lot I, of that's things. not me talking, by the way. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. question Obi Wan. I like, it makes sense to me from the story, like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. chosen one narrative, and 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 the debt he owes to to Anakin and and, and Qui Gon. But I can see from an outsider perspective, who had spent her life being basically tortured by Sith. Yeah, be like, really, that was your choice to not save me. Yeah, that's real. Talk, I mean, man. but like, who didn't put two and two together though? Like, Anakin hailed from Tatooine. You know, Obi-Wan, yeah. you know, was, you know, his master and uh, and spent time there, met him there. That was, you know, and like didn't check that planet. It's one of the planets affiliated with Obi-Wan's background. You know? Yeah, that's a good planet. point. That's a good know. point. Great. Especially because you're right, because she knows, which also threw me. It threw yeah. me that she knew that Vader was Anakin and not in a bad way. Like I didn't I was just like, oh, I didn't know anyone knew that secret. Yeah. And so you're right. If she knew that, she could then do the math to figure if out Nari that. Could, if Nari could find Obi-Wan. Yeah, these are and these inquisitors are also force sensitive. So that's my question: Did Nari find Obi Wan, or was it just another coincidence? Yeah, there's a lot of I don't I don't know. Yeah. I talked about this in the episode as well, but you yeah, know, I didn't want to like just I don't uh, punch down on the situation. And um, but like there, there's a lot of stuff where it's like Kumail tells him to go to the sewers, and like it is the chemical facility where yeah. it is being kept. Like it's just coincidentally like. Everything's very, uh, I guess, um, convenient for Obi Wan. There are some shortcuts being taken. I don't know if part of that is because you have six episodes, right? Like, I don't, I don't yeah. know if part of it is that they're, and yeah. I'm not, I don't hate it, right? Like, like I, I'm not, I'm not. It's, it's like not, Tatooine feels small when like Owen and Obi Wan talk, and then the Inquisitors like round the bend. You're like, yeah, what? yeah, <laughs> like this is a bit much. Like we're yeah. all converging too close. Yeah. I think it, it you're was onto it, Adam, as far as like they needed to like keep it tight. But there I actually love there's a lot of ambiguity in the show. There's moral ambiguity. Yeah. Um, there's this sort of for is it force or is it coincidence ambiguity mm-hmm. where you never really know is it the force working here or if it's if it's just a coincidence. Um and yeah, and I feel like every character has light and dark in them, you know, like obviously Obi Wan's yeah. on the wrong path right now, but going toward back towards the light. And even Leia is like kind of a punk, <laughs> but like, yeah. you know, that she's she's got some righteousness in her that yeah. even the the evil characters like we know there's ambiguity with the Grand Inquisitor as he sort of laments his path later. And then and we don't know what's going on with Reva, but I, I have to think, at you know, that there's a part of her where this evil came from love, you know, it's yeah, like, but there could, yeah. they could do a game of Thrones style thing with her where she does just like take someone out ruthlessly and yeah. it's not, you know, I'm expecting her not to be like that. I'm expecting her to have yeah. these kind of Jedi roots and to not, you know, uh, succumb it, to the dark side. And just, I know we had speculated about it, but I'm just so happy. We're actually getting a Leia story. Like I was, especially as someone who's raising a little Leia, like every, I was yeah. watching that. And I just, every time she was saying, so I'm like, Oh man, that's like eight years from now that's coming like that's who <laughs> my little one's gonna be for sure i loved leia sure. i love yeah. that she would just rather sit in that tree and just mm-hmm. count starships you know flying out of the, the spaceport yeah um i loved that I, I really thought they handled her characterization perfectly <laughs> it's also great because luke would be such a boring character at this point no offense to luke but like <laughs> it's a farm boy 
who's had yeah. no life experience. We were talking about how brutal, like how stringent. Yeah, Owen exactly. Last right. Like, sure. like Luke is like, that's a tough life. Like Owen's yeah. like, I mean, Obi-Wan's like, can he have a toy? Like one toy? Is yeah. Okay? Right. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, that's kind of Leia's case too, as sweet as Breha and um, Bale are. You know, they're not letting her just be Anakin a kid. They're like, they're like, you're on, you're tracking to be a senator at yeah. night, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's, you know, that's not necessarily fair to a kid that just wants to be a kid. She was Did never you cry when the uh, Jimmy Smiths and Leia were just standing on the balcony. I don't know. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> As a father of a daughter. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. I mean, it's just so much. It's, it, it was so great. It's, it's so easy to nitpick the, the little things. But like in terms of tone and character and overall plot, like it is it is that was so, so right where I wanted it without knowing that's what I wanted. If that makes sense. Like I just yeah. uh, you called it. I was so happy that there was a dinosaur in the middle of this thing. <laughs> Um, also the sloth, uh, creature that was just walking around was awesome looking. Like it's so cool. Leia also bumps into that very large hairy Mm -hmm. tooth or whatever that silhouette thing. I love that. Like, yeah, that, that was the thing that sort of stifled all her independence. She was like, you know what? Let's do this as a team. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, great because that's a callback to like Minox and all how they're like figures yeah. of just kind of like you know otherworldly uh, shapes and forms. Yeah, Ben, I was I was yelling at the TV the same time you were yelling at the TV. I'm like, why are you taking off your perfect disguise? <laughs> that uh, was yeah, Grant's I was comment, actually. Yeah. I was I was very upset about that. I was <laughs> he takes off his disguise to wear like something closer to Jedi robes. Yeah. <laughs> And then also just like doesn't wear his hood at some time, at some points and yeah. kind of just like exposes his face. And I was like, you were just in a full body bio suit. Like you did not yeah. need to take that off. I guess that would make you stick out more on that planet or whatever. You know, I, I can be convinced fairly easily. Yeah. Um, one thing we didn't talk about uh, in the episode uh, that, that we should mention, and then we'll get on to all the other news that we've. Yeah. Actual news. The past yeah. 48 hours. Uh, we got a. <laughs> Tamura Morrison cameo as yeah, a yes. wayward veteran 501st commando. So good. Yeah. yeah. It was great. It was a, it was it was a nice, nice little moment. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and Obi-Wan can't help himself. Like he's got to, he's got to throw, flip the guy a couple coins. Just be yeah. like, you helped me, man. Shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. The dark times, man. Yeah. It was a nice moment because it'd be so easy for Jedi to hold it against the clones. But I think Obi-Wan, like everyone else knows it was their programming, right? Like it's that's just, it's... I think that's that's a little jarring about the show is like Alderaan is so idyllic and like the tone there is like this is a utopian uh, utopia and you just mm-hmm. love that world. Like it just looks so ornate and and splendid. And then the the, the timeline the, where we are on the timeline is supposed to be this dour sort of like serious dark period where the empire is just oppressing all these worlds and it's like i'm just interested like i'm interested the show decided to show alderaan and kind of like play into that hope throughout instead of kind of diving deep into like showing us the the dark times and that veteran moment like that was a moment where i was like oh they are doubling down on this in a lot of ways and i hope to see more of that throughout this series because it's like that's kind of haunting and that's kind of perfect for obi-wan because when you watch a new hope, you like, you really do feel like he's, he's been through. <laughs> he has like this thousand yard, you know, stare as he's talking about the dark times. You yeah. Know, it's <laughs> yeah. It's I, I, hopefully we get more moments like that. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm looking yeah. to it. Um, it's going to be uh, two small bites for me. Like I just want the next four episodes. Let's go. But 
Um, it was tough. That like, ending was so tough. Yeah, the yeah. sting with the Vader thing. This is the first of the Star Wars film, uh, Star Wars movie shows, I should say, where I felt that I wish I could binge it. Like I've been okay with them doling out one episode at a time. I've been kind of enjoying it with the Mandoverse, but with this one, I was just like, <laughs> I I gotta wait a week. Come on. Yeah. And then you get a little nugget. They're also <laughs> pulling the taffy at things in a wonderful way, like the Qui Gon taffy they're pulling. Yeah. Where I'm like. Come on. And I know it's going to be episode six, but I'm like, come on, just show us Qui-Gon. Like, we know it's going to happen. Oh, right. And like, yeah, yeah. Qui-Gon is in this yeah. show. He'll be, he'll appear. I got to imagine it's like, before, I got to imagine it's to inform Obi-Wan during a climactic moment with Anakin, because much like Obi-Wan right. informs Luke during the trench run and things like that. I got to imagine the ghost kind of informs him instead I, of just a tranquil meditation and deep connection that allows him to reach Qui-Gon I would like I would like an action beat almost like in a time of need thing because there's two ways to do it it's either like connection through meditation or he needs him in the moment and something happens you know I hope you're right I my feeling is it's gonna be episode six where where he has learned that he needs to not turn the force off right that he's now reconnected back to the force he needs to live not in some weird cave Right, like actually build a house, actually have a house. I love the cave, yeah. by the way. I'm all for the cave, but I feel like he's gonna. The lesson he's gonna learn is that he can't shut himself off from the world, right? Oh, and or the force. Okay, yeah. I've got it. This is Ben's lock for this series. Wait, is six where mm-hmm. most force stuff happens in these series? Like, is six like where? Oh, the, maybe it's magic. Six. Is that where yes, Yoda, uh, but, baby Yoda goes to the pillars, like the Stonehenge? Yeah, that's no, right. that was like I, was sometimes was the it? penultimate episodes are the better. Yeah, episode. I don't know. I'm trying to think where it would be. Um, I'm gonna go. So yes, yeah, I'm gonna go penultimate. That's where I'm gonna go. Okay, okay. I've got, I've got Ben's got it. Lock. I've got a lot. Tells us what's gonna happen. So you were just saying, Adam, it's like if, if only you know the lesson he needs to learn is not turn off the force. And this is what we were saying last week too. It's like he's yeah. embracing the force again and letting it in. Yeah. Almost. So do you think maybe? there could be some sort of force ghost that tells him to use the force, Ben <laughs> in a tone poem echo to use the force. Luke, maybe and, that'd and be that's great. When he would, that's when we get uh Qui-Gon Qui-Gon. Yeah. I and mean, it's too matchy matchy maybe, but I'm just saying, what if Obi-Wan can't, what if Star Wars hates, Star Wars hates matchy matchy. I know if anything in that, like, you know, in, in that action beat that yeah. Grant's talking about Qui-Gon's like, use the force, Ben, or use that'd the force. Be amazing. Obi-Wan. Um, also, this is going to bleed into our next section, but we we are 100% getting um, Liam Neeson because they've already confirmed that Liam Neeson is doing a yes. voice in a cartoon. Yes, Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, which we'll talk about. But I'm like, let's okay, talk about so, it now. Why not? All right. Yeah, I mean, I I've said everything I need to say about about Obi Wan. Yeah. This week, much. I mean, yeah. we're going to talk about Obi Wan for the rest mm-hmm. of our lives. Probably, I do need to. Like... If Vader and Obi Wan go head to head, let's just talk about this head to head battle that might okay. happen. Pay-per-view fight night that we know is on the way. I mean, does Qui-Gon is Qui-Gon anywhere around that fight, or does he take place Oof. after that fight? Is that you know what I mean? Is is he not connected to both of them in a way? He is. I mean, could he not? You know, if, if a Skywalk's gonna fall, or you know, it's gonna be like the the, the detonator in Last Jedi. If there's gonna be some kind of moment that's physical, the physical well, world gets a uh, nudged in some way. Do you not think it would be Qui-Gon in that moment? For I would love that. And here's the thing. And I, this is, I so wanted this for episode nine. I so wanted Luke to be haunting Kylo more than anything. <laughs> I mean, that's what was set up. Honestly, I really, I would have loved that. But what, what if, what if we get that? What if, what if Anakin also sees Qui-Gon's force ghost? 
Like maybe that's oh, what wow. maybe that's what shifts the climax yeah, battle because I don't think there's no way there's no way this Ben this 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 Kenobi could stand up to this Vader at this point. I just do not buy it. There's got to be some Deus Ex Machina that happens. That's why I read. And if that happens right to be Qui Gon, that's amazing, right? Like that's what throws Vader. Can you uh, explain to me what Deus Ex Machina means? <laughs> basically, it's the God in the machine. So it's a. I mean, Grant could probably explain it better as as actually like doing screen well, I mean, Basically, it just goes back to Greek theater and this yeah, sort of it's like, like contraption that would fall the, from the stage yeah. of the ceiling, often being the gods like Zeus or yeah, basically the gods come down like, and fix it. Yeah, apotheosis in a care package yeah but like it's like something that just is like the gods fix it and it makes no it, it like was just it's like your remedy it's, it's for easy out yeah <laughs> yeah okay oh yeah. so you thinking maybe that's qui-gon or the force or something yeah yeah i don't know if he, i don't know if i'd want him to show up to both of them i almost want him to just show up as a voice to anakin if anything and obi-wan yeah. gets him full because it doesn't take a does it take a true jedi to kind of see the force ghosts and stuff like doesn't it i don't know yeah, no, I, don't I would think I don't know so. what the science is that behind that. I this. think if he's if I mean Obi-Wan's gonna face Vader and win in some way, at least walk away, then I think he's gotta be full powered Obi-Wan, you know. So and, and I think you know we're gonna take three episodes three more episodes to get there to it. And if that's the case, then I think he has to communicate with Qui-Gon before the battle. And he needs to get like his permission to do it, or like Qui-Gon's forgiveness, you know, like mm. Obi-Wan tried his hardest to to raise Obi uh, Anakin. He never would yeah. have unless it was, you know, Qui-Gon's dying wish. And like Qui-Gon has to, you know, say like, you know what, that wasn't that wasn't fair or you know, it was tough. You did you did what needed to be done, trust in the force, but you need to stay connected to the force something like that. But I think so yeah. mostly for the like the overpower reasons, you know. I had thought originally that it was like Obi-Wan wins and then he that then he his reward is the apotheosis, the communications with the gods. And but maybe that has to happen in the penultimate episode or something before he actually faces. Um, yeah. I think these are all possibilities, which I love. Right. I yeah. can see. And so I'm not like I haven't I haven't I'm not ahead of this at all, which I'm appreciating. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to jump ahead of the, the expert storytelling that we're seeing unfold. But um. I'm excited. Like I'm super yeah. pumped for Vader v Obi Wan if that does indeed happen. Um, and I I got to imagine that it's you know they're Obi Wan can has to come out unscathed, but Vader can take a pretty big bashing. I mean Vader can Vader you can totally almost like destroy that character and then he can just come. Oh back. yeah, like, it's you not can chop off not limbs a character again, for sure. needs to yeah. survive the the scene. You know the scenario. Oh man! Imagine if he cuts off all the same limbs again. Or have we have we ever confirmed <laughs> in, in canon that he still has the one arm? Because uh, his what... one arm he has is is robotic. The only arm he didn't cut. Oh, off you're right. Robotic you're right. Arm. You're right. He has no. He's a quadriplegic. <laughs> that's yeah. right. I forgot he had already lost yeah. that arm. Oh man, that's that's rough. It's rough. It's, it's terrible. Rough. It's really really rough for Vader. And see why I fell to the dark side. Yeah, yeah. tough road to hoe there. Whew. Well, anyways, um, yeah, no, the, the, the other, <laughs> we should probably move on. I do want to say, though, we didn't talk about the last beat in the second episode, which was the Vader breath. And it's like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That note you can do anytime and make me feel tingly all over. Yeah. yeah. And and that was the one where I'm like, come on, a week? I have to wait a whole week? And, it's, and I know we're not going to get like, I don't know. I don't know for sure, but I don't think we're going to get a lot of Vader in episode three. I don't think Maybe we will. Next week, do we? I don't Maybe. think so. Three could be all Vader. It could just be like Anakin's POV and what he's up to. 
I kind of like this, like trapping Obi Wan in like a, a maze, like a rat, like and he like a gerbil, and them locking off the the spaceports, the docking bays, and basically like Vader and Reva sort of hunting him. Like I like this cat and mouse stuff that they're doing. Like I yeah, really, me too. Really like it. Yeah. Just I just don't think you can do it again with Vader now. Like they can't lock down another city and do this storyline again in the same series, right? Like that's. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I don't know. Where are they? Where are they headed right now? It's not Alderaan, right? It's like some other weird. It's wherever the space is that that thing was headed. I think it was like pre-programmed and flown by droids, right? So it's just going where it's going. It's going wherever um, the uh, wherever um, Kamal Nanjiani's character sends the refugees. Oh yeah. right. That's so, why. That's why Ben was like, you know, like we should trust, you know, this Haja. Uh, estri character like estri 100 yeah. and i was like i don't know because we don't know where this cargo ship is going like i don't know either, a, but i'm on board on hold with kumail which i love that's yeah. what i love about this show is that I, again what you said adam they're unleashing kumail in the best way possible and I then mean, ooh, i you yeah, know i came story. in i was listening to that podcast i was listening to the episode that you guys did and i was like i'm 100 team bet on this i trust kumail completely but i don't know grant Something about what you just said. I'm like, he is a scammer and a schemer and a very convincing one. And he could just be playing another level of it, right? Like he could just be double crossing because all he did was kill a bounty hunter, right? To save Obi-Wan, which it's not like it's not like he it's you know, what I mean, like it's like that's like whatever. Like you could be doing yeah. that because you have you know, you could sell him to a higher right. bidder. Yeah. Well, who's this? But there's also the um the woman in uh the Andor trailer, which. Mm-hmm. Um, why not set that if Kumail could be, you know, part of the early resistance, the re- rebellion and sort yeah. of like with partisans yeah. or some, someone and maybe uh, Saw Gerrera. Oh, oh yeah. They wouldn't do it. There's no time for Saw in this series. I, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that would be, that would be it, just for me. they did that. If they did that, like, Obi-Wan. I mean, Obi-Wan. here's the thing. We know that we're getting, we don't know. I mean, they're not, but they're not above multi- you know, if you're using them in one, use them in something else. And I'm pretty sure Saw is going to show up in Andor. And so. What about Emphis Nest? Kumail could be, you know. <laughs> well, I think Emphis Nest is, yeah, I guess she would be. Wait, so this takes place the same time as Solo? Yeah. Yes. Right it's around. Parallel, I think. I mean, yeah. Honestly, yeah. Hansel is probably on Tatooine right now. That's why they had to get the other reason they had to get uh, Obi-Wan off Tatooine. So he didn't run into Han Solo. <laughs> Too early. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. That's so weird to think about. It's so weird to think about him walking past uh, Aaron Alden Reich. They should have just done that. Even if they, they digitally posted him. They should have done it. Perfect. Why not? It's Yeah. It's I think, perfect. yeah, the force might have pulled them in or whatever. But, yeah, they're hanging out in different places at that point. That actually might right. be the ending is, like, he sits down at a bar and, like, Chewie and, and Alden Iron Reich are there. And the, But, like, they don't even communicate. They just happen to that would be amazing. in that bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Now, should we actually stuff. talk about other stuff? Let's talk about other stuff. That was a good 35 minutes. Of... <laughs> it's going to be like that a lot. I think there'll be a lot. I, it's of also what happens when, when one of us is missing for like yeah. a premiere. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'll, I'll have like five minutes of my, my two cents. And then half an hour later. No, that was our Super Bowl, man. I've been looking for that for a long time. And I know you guys have been too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll just, um, flip through the other stuff. There's not a lot of substance. Um, we saw a couple images from, Tales of the Jedi. So this is a new animated series that's starting up. Um, if you like animated yeah. series, here you go. Um, we, yeah, I love them. 
And so I guess it's going to be a series of vignettes. Yeah. Um, and one of them is definitely going to have Jedi Dooku and yeah. his yeah. 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 and young Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Uh, which is- yeah, they're all it's it's done in Clone Wars animation style. Yep. It's in and Filoni basically said these are stories he had conceived while writing Clone Wars, but they didn't really fit with the narrative. So they're all prequel era um, Jedi. Yeah. Uh, and we also get an Ahsoka origin story in one of them. Right. Oh, really? I, I think yeah. so that means mentioned in the yes. novelization by E.K. Johnston. I think you, you get some of that insight yeah. in the story. Yeah, I think they're going to tell a little more of that story here. Yeah, I mean, it looks great. It looks cool. We get a Qui-Gon. We get voiced by, uh, 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 what's his face? Liam Neeson. Liam Wait, Neeson. who's voicing Christopher Lee? Like, what's going on there? I don't know. I, that's, they didn't, they didn't announce it. <laughs> yeah, that's going to yeah. be tough. They'll they'll get someone great. Yeah. But Seems cool. Was it six episodes? I don't think Christopher Lee did the Clone Wars either. No, they'll probably get whoever did the yeah. Dooku voice mm. in Clone Wars. Um, it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm a big collector of the Tales of the Jedi comics from the 90s, and I'm always hoping to go back like 5,000 years and explore, you know, ancient Jedi. Uh, but uh, it's cool that they're reusing this title and exploring Jedi of the prequels and stuff like that. I, I, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, I hope we get another season. Um, I hope they just keep doing this and they and they expand past just the the prequel era. It would be great. Mm-hmm. I love I love these vignettes. Here's the thing. That's also releasing fall 2022. The fall is suddenly becoming very jam packed for Star Wars. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot. Oh, that's tw- uh, this fall. Okay. Yeah, this fall. And then um, we also another quick note is they mentioned Star Wars Visions. Yeah, it's getting a second se- uh, season. So I think that's 2023. That. 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, mid, I think they said spring. So like 2023 is going to be stacked, too. We They might actually yeah. be catching up to like Marvel schedules where it's just like. One yeah. show ends, another one begins. One show ends. And then did we get in a did we get a date for Ahsoka? Did did we get a date for that one? Uh we just know it's twenty 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 three. Yeah. But I mean they are filming because we can talk about the teaser. Yeah. Um so it's it's gotta be maybe I'm guessing I guess that's a, that's probably gonna be their summer. Right. Cause wait, Mando three is coming out or like fe- February. I February, think right, right. is what yeah. they said. So it's pro- I'm guessing summer is pro- it's probably yeah. gonna be there. Probably slot. So plus we have a plus we have Andor season two at some point. Like it's it's yeah it's it's crazy. They're how starting many to film in November, so yeah, that'll yeah. be coming out probably like first thing 2024. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what this Ahsoka series is gonna be, given that Mando season three cast is so stacked, and Ahsoka just seems like almost like a solo kind of like. Or I guess I guess she's there's you know. Uh, articles that she's on the ghost talking about how she's on the ghost and the, the, the little teaser glimpses um, and that hair is in the show and things like that. But like, do we think Mando is going to get involved in Ahsoka? Do we think it's going to be more of like a solo adventure for Ahsoka or like, is it going to be more Lord of the Rings esque like Filoni likes to pull from or I think that? it's, I, if you want my guess, it's going to be mostly solo with a side quest that brings in Din Djarin. Um, yeah, I, I think it's cool. going to be a long play where it's like the this thing is going to bring um, Thrawn back into the fold, and then yeah. ultimately it'll dovetail in with the Mandalorian series, but maybe not till season four, season five of Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, as Kathleen Kennedy, when they, she talked about all these shows, is that they're leading to a single event. 
Like, yeah. and, and so they all have to at least interconnect somewhat or at least not go it's against each other. It's gotta be like Thrawn and like, it's gotta Thrawn be Thrawn getting the, yeah. like uh, getting a, a star destroyer and taking over, taking control. And having a clone of the Jedi. Yeah. I mean, it's heir to the empire. They're just, yeah, they're heir to the, the empire. Yeah, the empire. They control like remnant Imperials in whatever way he can, if it's tied to the first order or, or not, doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, but it, it would be cool to have him tied to the first order and like guarding the sort of like clone experiments, experiment, yeah. like science stuff. Like that would be cool if he was, if he was sort of like safeguarding all the R and D that was, happening. yeah, you know, like, yeah, that's a bidding for Thrawn to me. Yeah. yeah. It'll be hard to tie him in though. Like n- having read all the Thrawn books now, like he's a protagonist in all those books and we know his motivation is to the cheat, the chist first and far- foremost. Um, like he'll well, do it would be like a throwaway. It would be like if they were really setting this up, they would be like a throwaway. He'd be like a throwaway mention in like the sequel yeah. or something. Like it would be like, oh, remember when we fought like the the war and the battle against Thrawn on this planet? You know, so and so. They would they would like mention it in some way. You know what I mean? Like they would. You'd think they would at least. It feels who, like who would mention it's a pretty it? big historical figure for anyone to combat. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but if he does come back. Yeah, I just don't know what's going to motivate him to want to help the Empire again. I don't know. Yeah. Like, once he's already, like, back with the Chiss, like, I guess he's still exiled, but, like, where's he been for, you know, 20 years or 30 years? Well, that would be a fun way to jumpstart a uh, kind of story with the Chiss then. You know what yeah. I mean? Ahsoka goes yeah. out to the, the, the... Unknown regions. Unknown regions, and we, we get Cilia, and we get the Sith, and we get the um, Chiss. Yeah. So at the end of Rebels, we get a montage of a bunch of sort of like, where are they now? And but they're sort of a disparate timelines. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that at one point there's a scene when Ahsoka full robed with like her like um, what is it? Not spear her like staff. She yeah. has a staff yeah. that she rolls up on Sabine and picks up Sabine and they go off to find Ezra. But that actually could be after where we are when we. Yeah, I think it. I think we are definitely after that um, when we meet Ahsoka now, but maybe not. I mean, maybe it was before it, but um, it'll be interesting. And if it does overlap that period, I really want to see that scene in live action. They don't do that a lot, but I think it would be pretty cool to be like, this is a cut point right here. Yeah. You know, this is where the other where Rebels splices seamlessly into the Ahsoka live action show. Um, I'd also love to see it because Ahsoka looks amazing. The hideout that Sabine Wren has looks amazing, and the ship that they are flying looks amazing. And I, I want to see all of that in yeah. glinty 4K digital beauty. Yeah. It would be fun for Ezra to fall to the dark side. That's all I'll say. Yeah, that's what, I'll, that's what I want. I want Because the there's really no like, saber on saber fights you can have in this timeline, and I'm like, can I just get like two people with lightsabers to fight at some yeah. point? These yeah. Shows? And if you have Ezra fall, you got Ahsoka and Ezra just dueling with lightsabers again. It would be amazing. Yeah, and I mean they are fully based on that teaser. They're fully setting up a, a Rebels like follow up live action. I mean, we get Hera in there. This is essentially it. I mean, they, yeah, uh, we we saw in some of the clips from that. We see the back of Hera. We know yep. they've cast Sabine. Yeah, if she's chasing Thrawn, then she's chasing Ezra. Right. Jarus is gone. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they could do the Lasat. Um. I'm forgetting his I would name love right now. To see a live action Lasat. I think yeah. I, I need to see cool. a Bothan. Be terrifying. Lasat. I need to see some of these like really iconic looking silhouettes. You know, Bothan spy. Yeah, yeah. 
And Chopper, I mean, is a must-have. Oh, and Chopper's been confirmed too. I mean, they they've also they also rolled out a Chopper on oh, stage. Yeah. Oh yeah, Chopper yeah. I think is confirmed for Soka. Is that I hear? Is that right? That makes sense. That that's where you would see him. I would think. Yeah, I wonder how involved Hera is because in all the novelizations, Hera's a busy girl trying to hold the galaxy together. She's like one of Mon Mothma's yeah. top generals, and you know she's yeah. the leading the the you know effort to eradicate the empire so i i don't know that she has time to jet off into the wherever i think i think they're not concerned about the novels to be frank i think i think they will figure out how to recon get her as far as the galaxy you know as far to the edge of the galaxy as she can right i don't know but that ship that like ahsoka's ship is so dope i guess she could just take it to go meet with Hera somewhere yeah or yeah Hera could lead them to the edge of space or whatever, yeah. and then they, they go off. Um, but it's such a, it's this great vertical, like two wing biplane ship. It's, it's gnarly. I love the ghost. Um, yeah. And the ghost is, yeah, the ghost is great as well. It'll be great to see the ghost again in live action. We've only seen it at like parked. Uh, we saw it like parked in rogue one and we see it like super small in, um, in uh, rise, of the rise of Skywalker. And um, yeah, but to see it like in full scale, I think would be really fun. Yeah. Uh, so what else do we have? We we talked about visions. We talked about Ahsoka. We talked about Tales of the Jedi. Uh, Mando season three. There was a little more from that. We saw a Babu Frick uh, type yeah. alien, if not Babu Frick himself. Yeah, it's either a Babu Frick or the Babu Frick, and we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Spielberg uh, is pleased. Right? Yeah. I mean, we were we were asking for more Babu Frick, and I don't think any of us called uh, him showing up in Mandoverse. No, but that's pretty great. But it makes sense. It's such a great character. Because if he needs a new armorer and he can't use his old armorer, I mean, you need Babu Frick, right? I guess he's a droid. Smith. He's a droid, droid smith. smith. Yeah. So yeah. what droid needs repairs, right? Like you know what? Like Mando needs a droid. Mando, Mando, and Grogu need a droid. Yeah. I like mean, maybe IG Eleven. Because could Grogu just sit in the astromech, like? You couldn't modify the oh, top like inside aspect. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like that I would know. be amazing. That would be really pretty cool. <laughs> like the thing, not only is it just like a bassinet, it can like shock people. Like it can jet yeah. away with Grogu. Like there's, I don't know. Oh, I love that. That'd be wild. That would be and wild. just like Lone Wolf and Cub. It's kind of like the the cart that has all the booby traps and like weapons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the kid has like you know. Has like Rambo level body count with uh you know just shooting out little darts from the cart. <laughs> <laughs> yep, good times. Oh man, that actually makes a lot of sense. Well, we solved it. Now we know what Bobby Frick's there for. There you go. And we uh, we saw another Bobby Frick type character in uh, High Republic recently. He was like an expert uh, ship creator. In right, right, right. The last book that we read. With Rom Jamaron and I can't remember the title of it. But it's good. Yeah, they called like Anzellians or something. I, I... Anzellians, yeah, Anzellians, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, that is Grant. Nice, buddy. Like, well done. I was like, you just like, sit up at night. Dictionary last because that stuck out. Uh, oh, and I still have the. I just bought the Mando uh, season one and two art of books, and I haven't cracked them yet. <sighs> yeah, I would. They're great. Just gonna pour a scotch, sit yeah. down in my favorite chair, <laughs> and uh, go through it. I can't wait. I love those books. I, I, I have all the fantasy flight books, you know, mm-hmm. the regular. 
Yeah, I start. I mean, I, I got started with the cross section books. That's my that is my like mm. my drug of choice. But uh, the art of books are great because the concept art is always amazing. Yeah, like, I love the all the like designs that weren't used. What could have been? Fact, yeah, yeah, that always gets me. Um, what else? Uh, oh, he also uh, Favreau confirmed he's writing, currently writing season four, so of Mando. Wow. So that's Let's definitely go. happening. Um, I don't know if it was at Star Wars, but Hasbro or uh, Kenner revealed that they're releasing uh, a Black Series Obi Wan Vader duel, but it's based on the concept art okay. of Va of of Obi Wan and Vader, and it looks amazing. From this show, from Obi Wan Kenobi show? No, from like original, like oh. like episode four, like way back when, like you get the bald wow. Obi Wan, like oh amazing, yeah, wow. it it looks and like the weird lightsabers that have like the yeah. like the little like globe at the very hilt, and yeah. oh, it looks and the at super last we meet again, yeah, the yeah, circle is now complete. It, I, I cannot wait. And it's not like a special item. Like they're just releasing it in stores and it's going to be like 50 bucks. So I'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that next year. Oh, wow. Good okay. times. Yeah. And then I think today, kind of the only big thing was uh, Bad, Batch. Bad Batch. Yeah. Yeah. Which So there is a Bad Batch season. We've been talking about it off air. I don't know if we've talked about it we, on air, but it's the, I think during our coverage of the first day, we we're like, oh, we got all these, we got all these things, but not a preview of Bad Batch. Where's <laughs> hey, Rick at? Ricky, hunting, teak, teak. Yeah, it's our best Crossies, accent. There's still light in him. <laughs> still good. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I just the trailer was stunning. I was yeah. blown away by just the footage, the 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 quick cutting, the just whoever cut that trailer together. Bravo! The music out of this world. Um, <laughs> the the you're right. The trap at the end was Whoa! Omega. With her little like laser bow, which is yeah. I think a Dathomiri light bow, just a um actually the whole situation. But uh, oh no, it's not because they get it on a specific planet. Planet in the yeah, first but it could have still been taken from Dathomir. Because I did read that I think in a gadgets handbook I have here. It's, <laughs> it's OG. Um, maybe it's been recanonized. But uh, that she, that was so sweet when she did that slide and like whipped out the bow and like killed those crab monsters or whatever they were. Yeah. Yeah. Can you guess my favorite part of the 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 trailer? No, really, junk. No. You saw a Wookiee oh, with a lightsaber, with a lightsaber, yeah, 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 yeah. and like no, no one that was like Adam. They should have been the first thing you thought of when you saw oh, that. Yeah, of course, you're right. You're right. I forgot about that. I scene. saw so much epic stuff at once. There's so much epic like, stuff in there. Wookie with a lightsaber just didn't yeah. even play. So what is going on? I was like, yeah. the Bad Batch has it all. It's like, you want Jedi. Yeah. How's, how about the best Jedi from the Clone Wars who you, you yeah. deserves another run? Um, yeah, anyway. But I like, so here's the thing about Bad Batch is um, I was not super excited when it came out. We watched it week to week. I fell in love with it. I thought it was so well constructed. I could not believe every episode that we watched how really solid it was and the character building and the story building and, and moving. Then I completely forgot about it because of everything else. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it's right. just in the back of my mind. And I was like, yeah, Bad Batch season two. Fine. I'll watch. It'll be fun. And then I saw the preview. And I'm like, oh, that's right. The show is amazing. And I cannot wait. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, to be fair, it's that we kind of didn't get a lot of progression with Crosshair. Like, I think he still is. Yeah, uh, with the Imperials just filled with more hate, right? Is that kind of what the season one did? Now, 
and now it's probably not about crosshair. It's probably about something else. It's probably about this early resistance, right? It's probably about like turning the tide against the empire. These are like the first. What's crazy about this timeline is these are like almost the first little clone or little get together to fight back against the empire, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is way early. This is yeah, like super early. early. This is like day one. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, crosshair. If I recall, he is in line for a severe punishment um for letting them go and he actually i mean he helped them escape escape so i don't know he's either a rogue agent or he is gonna be a changed person i think well he did get his face singed i remember that that's right yeah he already had that happen and he helped them escape camino but he didn't go with them like he stopped Mm -hmm. short of that and then like but i don't know if he could call in for help like they were oh because they were carpet bombing camino camino right yeah we did find out those chip had not gone off right like he made that conscious decision or did i record right. that completely i think that's what we find i think out. the clones kind of just all figured out they're being objectified by the empire and and used as sort of like fodder and yeah and even crosshair kind of was catching on to this and it was just kind of like it was just dark like that first season was very dark really dark for a <laughs> yeah for, actually for like star wars a very sort of uh yeah. i would say grown was, up sort of was almost as dark as when show. they chopped off that woman's hand in uh, obi-wan <laughs> yeah, that was i was like ah, quite yeah. shocking <laughs> was it though because like she said she was gonna cut off hard no i mean this is the outer world this is an outer world you have no jurisdiction and like let's pause for a second though is that the first is that the first lightsaber dismemberment in disney era star wars i think it is yeah i think it is yeah yeah i mean good (laughs) i didn't like seeing it but like i I missed me no no no, because snoke is the first i thought it was awesome snoke is the first oh yeah he was fully dismembered he did lose a hand too remembered like did lose a hand you're right remembered before oh boy you were correct (laughs) i forgot about that you got bifurcated i think is the (laughs) and a hand got lopped (laughs) but a hand got lopped off because of the way the lightsaber and the way his art anyway yikes (laughs) that that freaked me out the first time i saw that because like wow that was he just like that was over anatomically accurate the way that happened and that's yeah, disturbing yeah, it was actually wild when you think back yeah that was might be the most violent thing we've seen in yeah, Star Wars. It like, yeah it really it really is i don't know i still think mace chopping off Django's head is like a pretty like pretty much the most violent. it's pretty it's pretty violent i mean and then boba like they taking a beat yeah. do the wide shot with boba like yeah in the helmet oh, like, that yeah. is that was dark i mean Anakin burning to death also is pretty, right. <laughs> yeah, pretty rough. Yeah, think about Star Wars. There's a lot of tragedy in yeah. Why do we like these movies? <laughs> no, there's there's a lot of hope. There's there's great stuff going. A lot on. of hope. It's not all dismemberment. There's also yeah. hope. But that's what the Bad Batch look like they're doing in this season. It looks like they are this, I guess, uh, unified force of hope. And Cody looks like he's back. I wonder if Cody's now questioning, you know, the Empire, and he's. He's like, oh, well, you, the, Obi-Wan was such a good Jedi that uh, Cody has, like, you know, the common sense to be like, this isn't right. This Order 66, you know, so yeah. second guessing and all. That'd be great because we get so much Rex, but Rex and Cody were both, you know, prominent commanders. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of we know Rex's story. He's fought in he was on uh, Endor uh, storming the or the forest moon of Endor storming the, the base there. They already kind of retconned to make that a, a thing. But we've right. seen him a lot in other uh, in Rebels. Um, so yeah, we don't know about Cody, and it would be nice to give him a little, you know, ending to his story or something. You know, at least some direction to where he was headed after the Clone Wars. But it looks like, I mean, Ben, your background is a still from the trailer, and it looks like yeah. they've 
painted their armor yellow. Like they have yellow yeah. stripes now. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. That's yeah. Cody's colors. That's that's Obi Wan's unit, right? Yeah, the unit. It's the two hundred and twelve um, that Cody Commander Cody runs, and that's yeah Obi Wan's unit. So that was what was most interesting to me. What I couldn't really concentrate on the the Wookiee with a lightsaber. I was like, why have they changed the colors? And they seem to be uniform yellow across the board yeah. um, on them. And, you know, maybe, I don't know. I, I, I keep thinking of Leia's line to Obi-Wan in Obi-Wan's show where it's like, is it that hard to believe you have friends like out in the galaxy? Like what if Cody, you know, turns uh, somehow uh, his chip is fried and he kind of uh, gets out of being programmed and he's he's like, oh, my Jedi, I was supposed to kill the guy who led my forces. Like he still lives like because Obi-Wan lives. It's much like, you know, Luke Skywalker saving the resistance in The Last Jedi. It's like because the the story of Obi-Wan lives because he lives on and he was always, you know, defied the emperor. Then then, you know, maybe Cody is like then I have a purpose. I have a purpose to go find him and help him like do this, even though he doesn't, no one knows he's in hiding. He's kind of just, you know, become this sort of yeah. hermit. Like there, there's something to that. That's kind of interesting that I, that could happen, but yeah, I don't know. It, again, it's like, and, but again, Dave, Dave Filoni's not afraid to use Obi-Wan as we've seen. No, I mean, Rebels. yeah, in rebels, right? Like that you can pull yeah. that trigger. If you, if you close the loop, that's the whole thing with Obi-Wan. And if you get you in to do like one voiced Obi-Wan, that's like, close to his revenge of the Sith sort of like Obi-Wan Kenobi Obi-Wan like that. That might be really cool to see the, the connection between because you and taking, you know, going to celebration and being there for all these days and, and interacting with the fans. Like I imagine he, it, you know, it's just one more, one easy step to be like, Hey, I'll just voice the do ADR for this one character one time in this one series, just yeah. to give it some yeah. connectivity. I could see that. I mean, he is, he had it from all intents and purposes. It seems like he had a really good time shooting the series. Yeah. He's already said he's up for more. If they want to do more, I, I kind of it's safe to say that you and Hayden are beloved in this yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah. And love the community and love doing it. I mean, I I've been inundated with I, I, I on our, on our Instagram. I just, one of the hashtags we're following. I can't remember, but like basically every single like post photo with Ewan, right. With yeah. the fans, which I'm like, I don't know how much he's charging for those. But like whatever it is, it's worth it because every single one I've seen, he's engaged with the person. He yeah. is just like shining. He's like he's he's like doing like he's doing mind tra- like he's clearly doing what the fans want. And he seems nice. to be just <laughs> loving it, like yeah. not like just doing. And I've been to a lo- enough conventions to see people just like glad handing and plastering a fake smile on their face to get their 20 bucks. But like he seems to just really be in on star wars again like fully yeah. which is awesome well, i mean star wars community is in on him again i mean yeah i never it was never me but we never like, left a lot of negative we, press we always loved ewan's performance i think yeah he, yeah, he was the one been, person who who's kinda, been um right definitely. yeah no one ever complained about that but it was just sort of like you know whatever there was some sort of pushback at the beginning and then but now you know everyone loves those he movies and chair i think it took now. that to get yeah. him yeah. yeah i mean well, he, he said as much in his interview well, you know, when Kathleen Kennedy mentioned that the problem with Solo was recasting uh, characters with with new actors, <laughs> she didn't say like, uh, "Oh, oh, oh," except for Ewan, right? Because no one even thinks about it, right? Like, oh, no one even thinks about. Not that we don't think about Alex Guinness, but like, it's like yeah. Obi Wan now is Ewan McGregor. What is George casting though? And George casting is like sacred because George was uh, yeah. known for this. He was known to be really yeah. good at casting, and he sort of expected the actors to. 
you know, embody the role after mm-hmm. being casted. And, and, and he didn't have to do yes. so much work directing. And that's why he hired directors to direct for him because he felt like he wasn't very strong with that. Yeah. And yeah. But he kind of people forgot liked about that his, during the prequels. People liked his straightforward direction, you know? Yeah. yeah. Faster, more intense. Faster. A little more tense there. Can yeah. you remember? Can you imagine anyone other than um, uh, for Mace Windu, like other than no, Samuel no, no, Jackson. no. In retrospect, it's impossible to. The only reason Mace yeah. Windu exists Literally. is because Samuel Jackson was like, like, right, like I don't yeah. think the character would have been in there if it wasn't. It had to be the most boss Jedi of all time, yeah. right. and I don't right. know who who better than Samuel Jackson. Honestly. Yeah, and that was the one that I was sort of rubbed up against because I think that was at the height of Samuel Jackson. It was like yeah, right after um, you know. What am I? You know what I'm trying to say. Quentin. I think Revenge of the Sith yeah. has the most fist-grabbing moments, like fist, like just raising moments where you're just like pumped. When I think you're pumped when Anakin tells Mace that you know the them. Yeah, let's uh, the go. Chancellor is Darth Sidious, and Mace is like, "Oh, buckle up!" Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think you're like pumped when that happens in the movie. I yeah. remember just loving that moment. So exciting. And, and, and just, a lot of hair-raising moments in Revenge of the Sith. And, I love that they give him his moment that the only reason Mace loses is because Anakin yeah, stops him. Like, it, like yeah. he had the he had the Emperor done down. Like, it's great. Anakin, like, chopped Count Dooku up without a problem. Well, mm-hmm. I guess he did waylay it. <laughs> but <laughs> we're talking it was about pretty this quick. Meme? It was a pretty quick uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, I shouldn't. Okay, I will. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and then with yeah, Mace, he kind of does the double take and then just does it. I'm just like, ah, oh, that's like, but that's even way further across the spectrum, like right? across the aisle of like morality. Like, I can't, I can't yeah. believe yeah. it would well, be that short of a decision making process. I know it's 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 <laughs> and it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, well, rough. He was, it's a rough. This is what it came down. Turn in that movie. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. He's Gosh. like, Mace, I never liked you. You never liked me. Emperor, yeah. you've coddled me since I was a child. Like, that was... Yeah, that's you true. might help me save my wife. I would like to see more of is the sort of, like, Mace-Anakin, you know, um, power dynamic, right? Like, I would have liked to see more of that. Um, yeah. You get it? Like, you get take a seat, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, iconic, but I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's, it's all it's in there. Like it's all subtext. It's all clear, but... Yeah. Um, I want to I want to bring it back to to celebration for a second because, you know, that Vanity Fair article, shockingly came out what last like the week before celebration. Yeah, that we talked about, and the title of it was the uh, the rebellion will be televised, right, yes. or the revolution. And so and that was her big thing is like start the future Star Wars television. There's one paragraph at the very end about movies where she just basically answers somewhat begrudgingly. <laughs> It feels like a question about movies. No, at all movie announcements at all during celebration. Not even I. I thought maybe they would have forced a title out of Taika Waititi to be like, "Can you just make up a title?" Yeah, I thought for sure we get that, and maybe yeah. like a poster, like a tease, and nothing. Not a a peep, right? Unless I'm I miss something. Yeah, I think they're done rushing directors, which is great. Yeah, which is great. It, it yeah. takes as long as it takes. And um, yeah, and writers, it's like take as long as you need. Yeah, I think it's, this the, is important. I think it's, it's writing. I think it's just inventing the content at this point because yeah. the amount of R&D you have to do, the amount of lore you have to tie your, your piece to if you are anywhere near the Skywalker saga is monumental. And then going anywhere else in the, the timeline is going to take huge, you know, art development and concept design and you have to basically go back to the drawing board 
with architecture, yeah. shit design, all that stuff. I guess what's interesting is we do know she so Kathleen Kennedy did do a interview with Total Film. I don't know what when that was. Um, it might have been during celebration. So again, that doesn't count, right? Because it wasn't an announcement. She was just being interviewed and someone asked her a question. Right. And she reconfirmed the next one is Tequatiti and that it will be in theaters late 2023. That's surprising to me. I don't well that do we They're not really, even shooting it yet. They would need take to start shooting a like, Star Wars movie. What? I mean, less than that though. I mean, let's talk about it. I don't think that date's gonna stick. No, they will need to start shooting like in June, like next month. Yeah. They do it, I think. Please don't rush it. Please don't rush it. Well, Wait think, till 2024. I mean, it's fine. Right. Well, that's probably why she didn't announce it. Or oh, yeah. wait, so she did in that thing. And uh, yeah, in an interview from it wasn't official, but yeah, I yeah. mean, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there is a standard sort of timeline, and if you've done the pre-production thoroughly enough, you know how long it's going to take. Yeah. Let me. I'll read the. I'll read the. I'll read the. Um. I'll read the the quick excerpt from the interview uh total film star wars celebration has led to some very exciting news but i would say there's a curious lack of talk about the movies uh there are reports that the next movie will now be taika watiti star wars film is that correct kathleen kennedy that's correct uh total film is that aiming for 2023 yeah well not 2023 but late 2023 the december 2023 release date question uh we haven't locked anything in Okay. So so all right. So it's all it's it's, oh, it's that, a lot that of... seems oddly candid from her. Then she's yeah. Like, she's like she wants it to be December twenty twenty three, but maybe it's not locked in. Not, it's not locked in. Yeah, and I like that. I she's like that willing type of to answer. be fluid about that. Yeah. Yeah, we're aiming for it, but we're not going to force it. We're not going to pull it episode nine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's cool. I am sort of like I would love another trilogy. I really want the yeah. sequel trilogy and like a really epic story. Um. But, uh, you know, in a, in a slightly different timeline, like, new, you know, I, I really want, yeah, the, I'd love to see the sequel characters sort of moving on to the next stage and actually get another, like, arc. Um, but, you know, or an arc in an entirely different timeline. Like, I'd love to see that sort of epic filmmaking coming back. I think it's going to be a very long time until we get that. It sounds like they're completely content to doing these one-off films, you know, only when the mood strikes and someone's really... Uh, motivated to make a f- something, you know, a Star Wars on the big screen. Um, yeah. But, if, you know, it'll. I feel like Star Wars has been that sort of epic arc storytelling film, you know, project, yeah. like, since the beginning. And that's that's what I kind of enjoy. Well, I mean, I what's going to gonna garner that opening crawl again? Like, what is that yeah. film going to be that, that gets to have the crawl and the John Williams-esque, you know, me score, you know, what? Yeah. Because that's the ultimate Star Wars experience. You almost want to return. You want a return, yeah. to form, right? We're looking for a return to form at some point. Not right now. We just had the sequel trilogy. I think we're we're still yeah. we're still um you know uh, digesting that and talking about that. It's still enthralling to talk about, but soon, hopefully soon, we can we can get uh, you know some sort of you know yeah. Star Wars theatrical experience again. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm I'm loving these the, the TV shows, and I love. Yes. I'm actually we're actually getting more content in this format than we would in a feature film. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and I and to me the you know the the production value is great and just getting better. So uh, yeah, no, I I agree. I think I think I think I'm okay with it. I I am with both of you. I I like my Star Wars on the movie on the big screen. Um. I think that's because that's how I took them in. Yeah, I, I love the series that they're doing, but I think 
probably what's going on in Lucasfilm right now is if someone comes in with an idea, I think for a film, the question has to be, okay, but why can't we do this on Disney plus? Like you need to tell me why this needs to be a movie, right? Prove to me why this needs to be a movie, which isn't a bad thing, right? Like what, what really, is the grandeur really, of this? Really good question to ask. The yeah. Teller because yeah. again, I'm trying to think like what framing device do you use to, to tell this story? How does it connect to the epicness that was the Skywalker saga, right? Like, doesn't it kind of have to connect with the other epic events, yeah, in the timeline? Maybe, like, if you're telling think. a macro story, it's almost like somehow you have to comment on the original trilogy with whatever new trilogy you come up with. That's which in the timeline. Kennedy, Kathleen Kennedy did imply that all of these films that are on the docket are post prequel trilogy or yeah. post sequel yeah. trilogy i mean oh really which is yeah i actually love that idea i actually do think okay i do yeah. think there's a movie there with um with ray and uh i think Finn. i'm in conflict right isn't that what you're building up essentially i think so i think you're built yeah i really do think if if you're doing that work and you're building that universe or, or that galaxy right that makes sense to have the mandalorians as as another force wars and like the mandalorians could just be the nile it could just be a really fun period yeah like you're fighting you know almost like a barbarian horde or something but i i love that the success of the tv shows are buying is buying the movie's breathing room yeah right where like that that kathleen is just like yep we're we're shooting for 2023 but nothing's locked in which is great like if it's working and you can get done and it's not rushed cool Otherwise, push it to 2024. I be I will be satiated with the 17 series we've mentioned that'll be out before then. <laughs> It'll yeah. keep me nourished. Yeah, and I hope it encourages people to check out the animated series. Um, yeah, and for the animated series, people to check out the live action series, and that they sort of cross over there um, because it's it's really just as good content. And you know, we talked about the the production value increasing. Um, the production value on the animated series has increased incredibly. Like, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, Bad Batch was stunning. It stunning. really was, and as yeah. was you know, Clone Wars season seven. But I still feel like every season that they since Clone Wars that they've made, it has just got better and better quality. I mean, when Rebels you see, had like, its own. You see, like Wrecker, when you see like Hunter throw a knife and then like Crosshair shoot the knife that like then hits a helmet. You're like the action in that show is like unparalleled and basically impossible to do in live action. Yeah. So. And the Check light, out Bad Batch if you love Star Wars. Action. Yeah, there's like actual lighting in that show. Yeah, like I mean, in it, it I think I just comment on the lighting every review. I think <laughs> every we did. single yeah. review we yeah. did. I think I was like, guys, the lighting in this is the like chiaroscuro is the yeah. contrast. Yeah. Oh my it's God. stunning. You can't help but notice it. It's because it just adds so much drama to the like to the animation that it's yeah. fantastic. They weren't afraid of shadows and that. That's and I think that's just tonally that's what the where what Dave Filoni was going for. Uh, just in terms of the, the the time, the new era that the you know, as Palpatine says. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to do a rewatch of Bad Batch when we get a little closer to season I two. I know I will definitely do that. Actually, yeah, I'm a bad animated watcher because I, I haven't refreshed myself with anything in like the last yeah. time, really other than watching Bad Batch, and it's really some of the best writing like out yeah. there. Um, Dude, Rebels is the four seasons. It's nice and tight, and it's like so it's fantastic. <laughs> it's show. comfort viewing though. Like if you ever just feel like you want to just like yeah. relax out and watch an entire season of something, Rebels is that. The yeah. first two episodes, just try Rebels. I promise you, you'll get sucked in. Like just 
just turn on the first episode. It is, they do such a good job of just pulling you into that series. Yeah. Yep. They just announced uh, Star Wars Celebration next year is in Europe. Really? Are we going to Europe, guys? Sounds good to me. I think we have to. I think we. <laughs> Tell I think me it's Europe. Finland. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a home be, game. We, we would take Finland. it over. Uh, <laughs> London. I'm not, I'm not renting London. a car. Let's just it's say in the that. Excel London. Center in London. Oh, that makes oh. That's just that's I, really nice. Carly and I have been looking for a reason to go to to go to England. For, Given that for it's a while, close so. to Pine, you know, Pinewood Studios, you'd think they'd maybe yeah. pull some props straight from a set. Yeah. Guys, let's go yeah. hit the hit it's the April seventh to tenth. I don't know why they do these things in April. That's like right in the middle of my semester. Ah, whatever. I'll figure it out. I'll be figure sick. And all right, we don't need to get into. We can I'll do quit. The scheduling offline. I'll quit. Are we still rolling? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think we covered it. I think we got all of the things. Yeah. Um, this has been a really fun weekend. I've been like rocking Star Wars T-shirts all weekend. Yeah. Just like it's never been far for me, and um, you know, uh, kudos to Lucasfilm for making this special, you know, starting with the Vanity Fair piece and building up and then like all these, you know, great trailers. Um, and they're just getting started. Like we've just like, we've, the wheels have just started turning, but they haven't hit speed yet. And I think, um, by next year, they'll be fully cranking out star Wars at speed. And yep. uh, we'll have all this like great variety of content to enjoy and talk about. Um, so I'm super stoked on that. Oh, everyone, you know what? Thanks very much for listening. We'll be uh, getting back at you this uh, Friday. We'll be talking about episode three of Kenobi. And um, until then, may the Force be with you. Always. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always. Always.